Welcome to the Business of You podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Gogos. This podcast is dedicated to helping you uncover how to turn your big idea into big business and grow your personal brand into the business of your dreams. Each week, I'll talk to founders of all kinds of businesses, exploring how they launched and grew their companies. Behind every successful business is an epic journey, one that can serve as a roadmap to help you grow yours. The Business of You is all about frank conversations and unique business wisdom for the entrepreneur. It's a chance to tune into the story behind the brand and retrace the path of those who walked this road before you so you can pave your own road to success. Welcome to The Business of You. Today on The Business of You, we've got Ella Majors. Ella is one of the world's leading voices for revolutionary transformation in the wellness industry. She is the founder of a program called 22 Reboot, which is a 22-day holistic transformation system. Ella offers the world's leading entrepreneurs and thought leaders the tools and guidance they need to develop holistically healthy habits, claim optimal wellness, and live longer. Who doesn't want to live longer, right? Ella is the founder of Sexy Fit Vegan and is a speaker, author, podcast host, and holistic health coach, among other things. I hope you enjoy learning from Ella today. She's got wonderful energy and definitely take the time to check out her program, 22 Reboot, when you get the chance, especially around this time of year. You won't regret checking this program out. It is super fascinating and super transformational. Enjoy today's episode of The Business of You as we welcome Ella Majors. Today on The Business of You, I've got Ella Majors with me. Ella, welcome to the show. How are you today? I'm doing fantastic, Rachel. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, I'm excited to dive into your journey. You've certainly had an interesting one from what I've read and what we were just chatting about. So let's start out by you telling us how you uh, started your business. Yes. Well, I was, I've actually been an entrepreneur since I was uh, young and dove into the fitness industry after college and worked as a, a trainer. So I had my own training business, but it was really in 2013 when I started my first company. And it was right around the time when uh, veganism was starting to come into the mainstream. And uh, I've been a vegan myself uh, since I was 15 years old. And I'm 42 now, happy to date myself on that. And so it was just that it felt like the right time. I knew I wanted to get back to my uh, roots and my passion for uh, helping animals, people, and the planet and decided it was time to, to start a brand. And then a sexy fit vegan was born. I just thought, you know, what could be what could be really inspiring to the mainstream to just get people to to spark their interest and open their minds and let me spread my message. And so I created the brand and had zero clue, Rachel, what I was going to do with it. I just wanted to, to get my message out. And uh, so I started a website and a blog. And because it was still fairly new in the mainstream, I got a lot of recognition really quickly. Uh, so I got recognized in Shape Magazine and even got uh, a publishing company reached out and said, well, how about a book? And I said, sure. So we we created a book, had a book published. 
and uh, and that's that's how things were born. And it was really when I was actually still doing training full time, and one of the clients I had uh, happened to be a business coach as well. And she said, "Well, Ella, you know, you're you've got this book out, you've got this blog, you're getting some name recognition here." you're still training. Do you want to do something bigger? And I said, yeah, absolutely. She's like, what about an online program and a group coaching program? Could you get on the phone and sell somebody a $2,000, $3,000 program? And I was like, oh, I don't know about that sales thing. And that's really, you know, was my hangup. She's like, do you want to, do you want to shift your mindset around that? And I said, absolutely. I'm open. And she said, all right, you got to pay me now. <laughs> you know, and like, oh, okay. I said, what if we did a trade? And I remember thinking that that was such a brilliant idea. We, we do a trade, I'm training you anyway, and, and you can train me on the business side. She said, no, and here's why. She said, if you're not willing to pay me, how are you gonna get on the phone and ask somebody to pay you for coaching? And I thought that was brilliant. It made perfect sense. And I said, I'm in. I said, I'm gonna listen to you and I'm in. And she she helped me tremendously. I had an uh, online group coaching program in a matter of weeks up and running. She taught me how to do it without going my perfectionist route and spending the next six months developing the program and then starting to stop. No, I, I got the outline done, got it started, got on the phone, and I quit personal training within the first six weeks. And what that. year was that? And that was 2015. I believe wow, that's awesome. Yeah. So that's that's how it all started. And that's when, you know, the the profit started rolling in and, and was able to scale that uh, very quickly. That's great. What did you end up studying in college? Yeah, so I actually have my master's degree in social work um, and the master's came later. I got my bachelor's degree in social work and I, I just knew I wanted to be helpful to underserved communities, you know, animals. I loved animals since I was a little kid, went vegetarian at the age of seven, went vegan at 15, all for the animals. Uh, so I got to college and I said, well, I, I also want to help people. And who, so I guess I've always been about giving a voice to people that really needed an advocate. And that's why I got into social work. And I've always been interested in psychology. I minored in psychology. Uh, however, I've been a pas passionate about fitness since I was five years old, was on the swim team at five, gymnastics, volleyball, taekwondo, you know, you name it, I was doing it and uh, happened to uh, become engaged very early to somebody in the fitness industry who invited me to work with them. So off, off from college, I just jumped right into, and he had his own business. So I think that was really inspirational as well to, to see this. This guy who had this business and we would travel around to different health clubs and uh, run marketing programs for them and and pack them. And that's how I ended up in Miami from North Carolina. We came down to open up a new line of, of uh, health clubs at the time. And then my fiance and I broke up. Miami is not a great place to move when you're newly engaged and young. Let <laughs> me just tell you that. It's, it's a crazy place here in Miami. Uh, but you know what? It was the best thing that ever happened to me. I found myself 22 years old, completely on my own, starting over my life in Miami. And I mean, talk about it needing to develop some grit, some resilience, work my way up, got a job right away as the front desk uh, person at, at a health club and worked my way up to director very quickly. And then 
decided I wanted to do my own thing. And, and that's how I became a trainer. That's awesome. Well, it sounds like the fiance had served his purpose anyways, right? Like he was kind of your gateway to the fitness industry and learning the behind the scenes marketing yeah. must have been such a great lesson for you for when you built your own company, right? Absolutely. I mean, it, of course, it, it felt tragic at the time, but these are the things that this is how, you know, life works. Absolutely. Every time we go through something like that, some big, you know, needing to let go and rebuild and what we learn uh, from that. And, and then to get to that place now where you can see that in real time, when some hardship is happening with your business, with your life, and you're able to take that step back and say, you know what, this is hard and it's okay that it's hard and this is going to be a painful time. Uh, but I know that coming through this is going to make me stronger. It's going to make me more resilient and it's going to lead to something that I might never have discovered if right. this hadn't happened. Yeah, so true. Totally agree with that mindset myself. How I'm curious as a parent, how did your parents uh, react to your vegetarianism and veganism at such a young age, especially being an athlete? Yeah, I am so fortunate, Rachel. My parents, they thought it would be a face, you know. So here I am, seven years old. I figured out what was on my plate. I was like, what? That's an actual animal on my plate? I'm not going to eat that. Uh, and and they said, okay, sure, sure. So you can eat the sides at, dish it, at the dinners and all of this. Uh, and very quickly it became apparent that this was not a phase because I was, I was writing about it in school. I was saying, you know, why are we eating animals? It doesn't make any sense. We've got so many other things we can eat. You know, I was just, I was so sure about it. Uh, so eventually they, they actually followed suit. <laughs> That's what happened with my parents. They, they uh, I started doing the research and, and became a pretty outspoken advocate, very young. And pretty soon my dad was, I veg was vegetarian, then vegan. My little sister went uh, vegan. Uh, my mom moved in that direction. And then when she got colon cancer uh, about eight years ago, uh, she went totally vegan, has been vegan ever since. So then, you know, being in the health industry, I don't so much lead with the animal part, even though that that's my root reason, but it's a win, 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 win for everybody, you know, to be able to get, you know, the health aspect and fitness and then learning about plant-based athletes and having them really come into the limelight recently is so wonderful. And movies like The Game Changers uh, that really highlights how plant-based and plant-exclusive eating can really up your game in the physical realm, that it can really help you uh, with your endurance, with strength, without the package of that animal protein with the cholesterol and the artery blocking, you know, uh, components of those types of animal foods. So yeah, the research is, is pretty clear at this point, uh, yeah. you know. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. I, um, I read in your background that you had struggled at one point with some eating disorder disorders and um, body image. Um, would love to hear about that only because I, I think that's so prevalent, um, especially now, especially in, in younger women. And, you know, you've obviously come across that journey to a, a much better place. So if you can share some of that would be great. Absolutely. I'm more than happy to share about that time in my life. It was uh, a large part of my life uh, when my through my 20s, mostly and early 30s, when 
really for me, it was this, this perfectionist thing of, I want to be the shining example. For me, it was, I want people to come up to me and ask me what I'm doing so it can open the door for me to share about uh, plant-based eating, which was not well known and not very well received at that time. So I put a lot of pressure on myself uh, to be this shining example. I got, I, I knew a lot about nutrition. That's something that I studied. Uh, and so when you know so much, you can kind of go down the rabbit hole, right? And that's, that's what I did. And I was very, very restrictive with my, with my food. I'm also in the bodybuilding community where, you know, the bodybuilders not vegan, but they're eating very restrictive foods. And then on Sundays it was like cheat day. And then they'd go and eat, you know, whole pizza and just really unhealthy patterns, but getting on stage and having people look up and say, wow, how did they get to be like that? And then knowing, knowing what they eat. So I was restrictive, but then anytime you're restrictive, eventually your willpower runs out. And that's certainly, I'm no exception. I would binge at night sometimes, but I had this, I knew how to do it so that I had a physique that was, I, I won uh, first place in bodybuilding competitions and, um, so uh, from the outside, I looked like this, this shining example, but I was really suffering inside and it wasn't, it wasn't ever about the food and it never is. Uh, I would look in the mirror. I had body dysmorphia. I would see fat that wasn't there. Uh, so it was just this relationship with myself, with food, with my body that was very dysfunctional and it took a really long time. And it was, it was something that was very shameful about. And it took a long time for me to be able to say, Hey, you know what? It's okay that you're not perfect. It's okay that you feel ashamed, but you know what? People are not going to respect you less. And I realized this and what I did uh, by sharing. So what I did was create a blog post, a series of five blog posts where I just kind of vomited everything out there. And I, I, I got it all out. I remember uh, kind of being done and putting my clicker on the publish button and being like, wow, this is, this is stuff I've held with me a really long time. And it's time to be myself. It's time to share myself. It's time to be proud of myself and love myself exactly as I am. And I can't do that if I keep hiding. And I clicked it and it was this weight lifted off of me. And that was a huge moment for me to be able to be vulnerable, to be able to say, Hey, I get to I get to really work on myself now. Um, and you can't do that. Shamed can't live like Brene Brown says, shamed can't live in silence. So since then, wow, I mean, just the world has opened up for me and connections and relationships that I've been able to build, not only within myself and with food and with, with my body, but with other people and to be able to share my story and help other people has been extremely valuable. Mm -hmm. What was the turning point for you or, or what was it that like triggered this shift in how you viewed yourself? Yeah, it was so I, when I started my group coaching, it was really about the nutrition piece and helping people that were interested in transitioning to a healthy plant-based way of eating. It was all about the nutrition and, and what I knew from, I mean, I already knew it from my work uh, in social work, from my work as a trainer I just wasn't ready to help other people because I wasn't there yet myself, but I, I just realized how much the mental and emotional aspects of why people, and this is the work we're doing now with entrepreneurs and professionals, why people don't prioritize their health, why people know better 
and still don't do better when it comes to their nutrition. And now we look at, at sleep and, and movement and all of this. So I'm helping people and they, they already know a lot of this information that I'm giving them, but they're not doing it. And I said, well, why is that? This has to do with how we talk to ourselves. This has to do with our relationship with ourselves and mine needs work. Um, so I had so many of the tools. I'd gone back and got my master's degree. I just hadn't taking the, taken the time and energy and effort to really put those to work on myself. And then I did. I just, I simply committed to self-coaching tools. I had some, uh, you know, podcasts I would listen to, but then I would literally, you know, use those to coach myself. And I, I really just committed for a good six months to a year of developing my own uh, relationship with myself, my uh developing unconditional love for myself and my body, learning how to live in gratitude for myself and my body, for, for everything around me. And when I got to that place of just loving and appreciating, respecting myself, my whole program changed. And that was a, a big turning point. Mm, mm -hmm. It sounds like you literally just reprogrammed your mind. I mean, you filled yourself uh, with positive information, constructive information, information that helped you kind of like lay down a path for you. Exactly. And that's, that's why I developed the 22 reboot is about exactly what you're talking about. This is about reprogramming your mind and it takes, it takes work. It takes consistency, but we've got these patterns and these habits. So we've got the habits that are the doing, but we've got these mental patterns that have been with us since we were little kids. A lot of them are, are with us and we don't know until we ab were able to develop that, uh, that skill of becoming the observer, become the observer of our thoughts, of our emotions, of our behavior, and approaching ourselves with curiosity and compassion and being able to get to that place so that we're not in it, you know, that we can observe it and we can observe that behavior and say, hey, you know what, that thought I have about myself, that's not really mine. And just because I have a thought doesn't make it true. We just, we believe our thoughts and our beliefs are our truth. And they're not even ours. These are these are thoughts and beliefs that were given to us, that were programmed in us when we were kids. And we take those for granted the rest of our lives. And it really limits us. It limits our happiness. It limits our health. It limits our uh, our ability to succeed in our lives and in our businesses as well. Yeah, absolutely. So much mindset, right? Business success. I'm glad you brought up the 22 Reboot. Um, tell us a little bit more about that program. So definitely tackles mindset, but what else do you um, help people with in that 22-day time span? Yeah, I'm really excited because through my my work with my original company, I was able to uh, connect with a an amazing uh, human being, Catherine Porritt, and her team, which is who specializes in marketing and PR. And of course, that's not my specialty. So together, we've created this, and she helps entrepreneurs and professionals. So I was like, wow, this, you know, at being an entrepreneur myself, I would love to develop something specifically for that could help everybody, of course, but that's really designed for people that have that attitude of, I know I can get up at 4 a.m. if I need to. I know how to succeed in my business. I'm a go-getter. I'm, I'm out there. I'm doing it. I've got willpower. I've got grit. I've got discipline. Yet they're sabotaging their own health. That the one thing they can't buy uh, so many people are sabotaging their own health. 
in the name of, you know, being busy for their business. And so it was really exciting to me to be able to create something that would help people, those types of people. And so we've got for the 22 reboot, we've got four elements of nutrition, movement, mindfulness, and sleep. These are four uh, essential components of a holistically healthy lifestyle. And so we work on, and and the mindfulness piece is so important. I mean, most people, like I said, they a lot of people know what to do when it comes to nutrition. And I advocate a, a whole food plant-based way of eating. Um, I advocate a kind of transition from a thought of, I'm going to go work out because it's what I should do because I hate my body because, you know, I need to burn off calories. What a chore, very an unsustainable way to, to train to how can I connect? How can I build that mind body connection? How can I create mobility so that I can be active and healthy into old age? This is not about weight loss. Weight loss will happen, but we don't need to focus on it. I'm connecting with people that are ready to like to really go after it the rest of their lives and have something that's sustainable. So to do that through through movement. And so many people are hunched over their, their computers and their phones now. We've developed these awful biomechanics. So really with posture and learning to open up and create that relationship with your body. Um, and then the sleep component. That's a tough one for so many people. That's my, honestly, that's my biggest struggle still is the sleep part. I make make time for it, haven't mastered it, but we work on, you know, sleep hygiene and making that a priority. You know, we got to go from I'll sleep when I die attitude, which is, I mean, it sounds very sexy to say, right? Ah, whatever, I'll sleep when I die, but not so sexy when you're not getting sleep and you become ill, right? So we got to shift from that and and have the self-discipline not to, you know, forego a good night's sleep for work, knowing that we've got to create this holistically healthy way of being Mm -hmm. more than a way of doing, but a way of being. Mm. Why did you pick 22 days? Yeah. So, you know, kind of fun. First of all, anybody can do anything for 22 days. It's very doable. So I thought, you know, let's, let's keep it doable. We're treating it almost as a detox, so it's a, it's even a doable detox way. So I'm gonna I'm gonna cut out some of these foods. We're not gonna look at it as restriction, but we're gonna cut them out and fill our plate with these nutrient dense, very very healthful foods. So detoxing from some of these addictive foods, they say 21 days creates a habit. Yeah, there's there's some I think there's some evidence around that being true. Uh, so on 22 on day 22, you've got it. And then we got to stick with it after that. But um, but yeah, those first 22 day, 21 days are really about developing these new habits. And on 22 day on day 22, you've done it for three, three solid weeks. You've got some new uh, mindset around it. You've got these new patterns that you've developed and you're ready to to make it your own. Mm-hmm. That's great. And um, if you, you want to share a link at the end, that would be great. So we Absolutely. can all sign up for it. Um, I want to switch gears a little bit and go behind the scenes of your company a bit more. How I, you have a business partner, right? You mentioned that. Yes. And how, how big is your team? So my uh, so we've we've partnered on Twenty Two Reboot. I've got uh, myself still running my brand uh, as a solopreneur, and then she's got a uh, fairly extensive brand uh, in Icons Incorporated. 
that has been brought in to help us with the podcast we're creating. We're coming out with a, a secondary program that's soon to be launched as well. Uh, and then we've got the PR and a, a she's got a whole team that that is working on not only on our projects, but on other projects as well. Okay, awesome. Now, what would you say are aspects of your personality that really drive you to to build your business and to continue to push forward? I've always been a person who says not if, but how. So that's, this is something that's very ingrained in me. And I, I think that that's probably my biggest asset is, is that uh, I just, if I put my mind to something, I know I'm going to figure out, I know I'm going to do it. I, I am an optimist. I have a lot of trust in the universe. I uh, really work on connecting with my being with my my passion, my calling, uh, my mission in my in my life. I think that's very important to me is connecting with that why. And I am very, very connected to a why that I've had since I was seven years old. Mm-hmm. What does success look like for you? Success is freedom. Mm-hmm. For me, it's it's about freedom uh, and about fulfilling my mission to help other people, animals in the planet, that, that why it's so, you know, the money, I, I see that as a side effect. Um, of course, I want to have plenty of money and money allows us freedom. I want to travel the world. I, I have a, a sanctuary. I'm on the board of a animal sanctuary. I want to have lots of money to donate to, to sanctuaries and other causes I care about. Uh, there's an organization feeding the hungry in Ukraine right now. I'd love to just hop on a flight and get out there and help. Um, so to me, it's, it's the freedom to be able to do these things that really fuel my fire, fuel mm-hmm. my inner fire, feed my mm-hmm. soul. Mm-hmm. Um, aside from connecting with your business partner on the 22 reboot and growing your personal brand in that way, what, what else are you doing to grow either your business brand or your personal brand? Um, so social media is obviously uh, important. Uh, I've got some some things in the works, um, some challenges I'm going to take on for myself that I just want to share. Um, my favorite thing is to to do tough stuff and to share it. Um, so for me, I'm I'm really working on that podcast. The podcast is another one that we've got a new podcast. I have a another podcast. We had 100 episodes, and now we're switching gears and creating a new podcast that we're about to launch, uh, which is very exciting as well. I think. I think podcasting is is huge. I just I love I love what we can create and how many people we can reach through the podcast. And I, I have to say, uh, this year I got I got a little burnout at the beginning of the year um, and realized how how focused and and addicted to to doing I was. And I took a month off of social media, and that was such a beautiful thing. So even as important as social media is, taking time off of it, I think is also extremely helpful. Um, so yeah, so we've got the podcast going, we've got the social media, we've got the uh, next level project coming up that we are working on uh, that's under wraps. And then we've got the 22 reboot, which we just launched in July. We had an amazing launch. We launched to both my audience uh, and 
Catherine's established audience of uh, entrepreneurs, high achieving professionals and executives. Uh, and so we will be going in the advertising route uh, soon. And, and our podcast will also be another marketing tool uh, to drive people to 22 Reboot. That's great. You got a lot of balls in the air. Yeah. What, well, you mentioned burned out, burnout, and I know a lot of entrepreneurs struggle with burnout, especially after the last couple of years. Can you share some of the things you did for yourself to help pull you out of burnout and kind of revitalize your desire to be in the, in the day-to-day behind the scenes of your business again? Yeah, that was, that was tough because, you know, you get to this place where you say, well, if I take time off, everything's going to fall apart. That's that was my my thinking. And I think I had been on the brink of burnout for quite some time. And I would kept just kind of switching projects a little bit to and then I'd be like, oh, I'm re-energized. But no, I I hadn't really taken a break, a a true vacation, a break in a really long time, talking years. And and it really I got to that place where I didn't didn't have much of a choice. And I very rarely say that because I am all about empowerment and and choosing. And I got in front of that TV or the computer screen and, and my eyes kind of blurred. And I said, this is it. Like I'm, I'm exhausted. I feel, I don't feel creative. I'm having trouble creating this content. I've got to take time off. And so I, I, I'm a pretty extreme person. So I decided that I was going to go the route of a, an ayahuasca retreat. And uh, I did. I did. I went to Peru. But here's the the interesting part leading up to this. And I, if I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it right. So I did a 12-day, six-ceremony ayahuasca retreat in uh, Peru with an incredible organization, uh, the Temple of the Way of Light. I just adore them. They had an amazing facilitators, uh, true shaman healers, plants, medicine, you know, the whole deal. Leading up to that for a month, there's a dieta and you really detox from a lot of the addictions I had to doing is what it, what it came down to. So the food part was easy. I mean, then you, you go, no, no salt, nothing interesting. You can't eat any, anything interesting, no salt, no sugar, no, um, uh, not even spicy foods. But what I decided to do was, was literally take a month off of work and I didn't even go anywhere. I just detox from social media detox from email, detox from getting up at 444, which is when my alarm gets set every morning and focused on me. I focused on being, I focused on, on allowing myself to find peace. And that's what I went to Peru for. And that's what I found in Peru. Hmm. What part of your month was the Peruvian portion of it? Because you said you took a month off to detox and prepare it. Then did you go to Peru after Correct. that? Wow. Yeah. So how did it, I, I mean, I can't imagine not opening my computer for yeah. a month or yeah. not doing anything. Yeah. How did that feel? I mean, was it like the first couple of days, was it so difficult? Oh, it was insane. I, it was like, what am, I kept asking, me, what should I do? What should I do? And that's how I knew that this is the right thing because I literally didn't know how to just be. I didn't know how to relax. I didn't know how, I live in Miami. I mean, there's, so yes, I I went to the beach, but still this, this overwhelming feeling of, I should, I should be doing this. I should be doing this. I cannot believe I'm taking this time off. I mean, it was a fight to the bitter end uh, 
to be able to to get myself to to just be. But wow, was it worth it? What else did you fill your days with? I mean, being by the beach is amazing. That's great. You had that outlet, but I, I'm just thinking how it's hard for me to even be home alone for a night. I'm so, because of the the doing constantly, yeah. right? I mean, it's, I, I, my mind is blown right now as, as I'm imagining <laughs> you just not doing anything for a month. That's, yeah. Yeah. that's great. Yeah, yeah. It, and it wasn't like I didn't do anything. I, um, you know, I still communicated a little bit with, yeah. with people, but, but for the most part, it was, um, really focusing on on my mindfulness practices my meditation breath work um doing the mobility and and fitness stuff that i enjoy doing the movement i enjoy doing spending time at the beach reading i did a lot of read i hadn't picked up a book i mean if i was going to do some uh, if i was going to listen to a, or read a book i would listen to it so that i could do something else while i was you know it was always how can i be most efficient how can i be most productive at every moment how can i multitask to get this done at the same time as getting this done that was my everything and so to to step back and say you don't have to do anything and to disconnect and begin to disconnect, which I learned more in Peru with this idea of my value in life and my worth comes from what I do. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's not what it's about. That's not where our value is. We have intrinsic value of just being a being on this earth and playing this game we call life. Like we, we don't have to be doing to be worthy of being mm-hmm. that's a hard that's a hard for especially like entrepreneurs and professionals yes. who are so you know dedicated and that's that's celebrated it's celebrated so you know how many hours did you work this week like I was up till midnight and then I got up at four o'clock like this is this especially in the United States which is very different in other parts of the world like that's where you get your value that's where you get your your worth from yeah absolutely well, especially as a business owner, I, I feel like it's so tied into your identity. Yeah. Um, I do feel like there's a little shift coming around this whole concept of of what you just mentioned, though, you know, like uh, how many hours did you work this week and that kind of being a badge of honor. I think people are really starting to yearn um, for a better quality of life and and finding a way into being versus just doing so. Maybe another program in there for you. Yeah, point. well, and, and that's what I love about 22 Reboot. It's so accessible to to everybody. It's 22 bucks. Like we wanted to make it and it's very comprehensive. I worked for months on it, but we wanted it to be accessible to everybody. And one of those components is the mindfulness piece. And you get guided meditations and guided um, breath, breathing sessions. And so planting that seed of, you know, let's just start with 10 minutes a day. You know, it can be just that 10 minutes can be really tough for people to do that 10 minute meditation. So doing that for 21 days of just getting used to taking a breath and for 10 minutes sitting still and not feeling like you have to be doing something, but just being. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you. This has been so enlightening, Ella. Where can people find out about 22 Reboot and and more about you and reach out to you? Yeah, absolutely. 22reboot.com is where you can go to check out 22 Reboot and enroll. And uh, ellamajors.com is my website. I've got a form on there if you'd like to get in touch. I really 
work very hard to respond to uh, anybody who reaches out. So I do encourage people to to shoot me an email. I've got a, a great newsletter that comes out just once a month with my favorites, my favorites uh, gadgets and what I'm eating and how I'm moving and uh, my favorite books and quotes and things like that. So that can all be at elamatrix.com. Awesome. And when does 22 Reboot start? The next it's, one. It's now. Oh, it's going it on live. right now. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So it's it is an individual process. You uh, okay. you sign up and you'll get an email and you get an email every day. You'll have a login to our portal. You get a video. You get the guided meditations and breath work and tons of resources to help you with cleaner eating and with movement. So it's all included, and you even have an opportunity to schedule a call uh, with me if you'd like some help to really set yourself up for success with our an execution plan um, that I help people kind of get their wrap their minds around committing and really making the most of mm. that program. That's great. 22 days. 22 days. We can do it, right? <laughs> Let's do it, Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, Stella. Great to have you on. I appreciate you. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Business of You. If you found a little dose of inspiration or learned something new, please leave a review and share it with a friend or even two. Interested in building your brand and business? Tune in next time to the Business of You podcast. And remember, there's only one you. You're the biggest differentiator your business has. Until next time, friends.